Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, eyeballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-episodic Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like a good podcast. You got to go from start to finish. <laughs> and if that is our podcast, that's almost 200 episodes, man. <laughs> it's a long time to get Some, through the Louis. Sometimes, like, when I'm writing material, I'm like, I'm just going to go back into our podcast and, like, listen and see if there's any jokes that I can pull from. Pull our, I, but then I'm like, there's 200 of these. There's no way I will get through half of these. <laughs> there's so many. It's so crazy, many. man. So this is a special international version of the yes, podcast. Yes, it is. I uh, I finally made it to St. Martin or uh, Sint Martin or St. Martin, however Saint you pronounce Martin, it. Saint Martin, right? And it drives me crazy because like, I'm on the Dutch side of the island and all my Google shit is all in Dutch. It's obnoxious. And then the person above you in, your, in, in the hotels walk around with their wooden shoes. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> There's windmills all around. <laughs> so Everyone is much ideas. taller for some reason. <laughs> Have you been, you been in the Netherlands before? No, I I've, I've, have been to the Dutch side of St. Martin, though. Okay, so in the Netherlands, I think they're the tallest people in the world. And, like, when you go to the bathroom, like, the toilets are, like, higher off the ground than normal <laughs> toilets. So your feet are, like, kind of dangling on some of them. Like, you're, like like you're a little, little kid. kid. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. It was good. You know, I had COVID, and I couldn't uh, – my flight was delayed. But finally, I made it here. I had a red eye, and – um, yeah, I got a cool. The I'm red eye here. wasn't the flight; it was the from the COVID. <laughs> I know, pretty much. I'm looking at a crystal blue ocean right now as I talk to you, man. It's uh, nice. you know, life is good. I do a couple shows a week and uh, hang out. Yeah, this sounds like a solid plan. I'm just yeah. living fat off of a government fund, so I just hang out, but I don't have a crystal blue ocean in front of me. I have yeah. Well, ocean. you're making more money off your government grant than I'm making in St. Martin, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, hey, I, the food is free and the internet is good enough to do a podcast. And uh, I, yeah, I love how, as you said that, you kind of went like bloop bloop. Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like, so there's this famous beach in St. Martin. You might have been there. It's a it's an airplane beach, so it's like a beach right in front of the airport, and like it literally is the beach, and then about 15 feet is the start of the landing strip for the, yeah. the international airport. And so all these people hang out on the beach. And just like, you know, raise their hands up and take pictures and jump as the, the planes are flying literally like their landing gear is about to hit their people's head. And I'm like, what, what is so exciting about that? That is so stupid. Like you came on a plane like I want to see how I got here. It's like watching your parents have sex or something. Right. It's. <laughs> It's exactly. so stupid. I don't get it at all. Did you go up and hang on to the chain link fence while the plane's taking off and it like blows you down the beach? Dude, I lived in I lived in an apartment building that had the exact same thing in Seattle, <laughs> the King County Airport. I was literally the last building before the plane landed and like, you're, yeah, you're, I don't need I don't, I don't need to pay money to go see that. It's like, Matt, how come there's no dust at your apartment? You're like, well, every day at 12:15 the UPS plane lands. <laughs> and it, and it was always the UPS plane. I just don't get it. It's like, why would you why would you go to a tropical island in the Caribbean and then like what'd you do in St. Martin? 
Oh, I we watched Planes Land. <laughs> Lost my hearing. It was amazing. <laughs> no, but literally my uh, the resort I'm performing at is the resort that is that beach is attached to. So I uh, oh. when I'm eating my dinner, it's always Planes Land, and it's quite it's exciting. Jet fumes. And I'm, yeah. I, I, every time I'm I it, I'm always like, this is the greatest. I'm so this is awesome. It's it's like I don't get why people do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, yeah, I've been to that beach. I think, I think we, I was on a boat and then we swam into the beach. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We're on like a catamaran. So you swam to watch planes land. That's, that's <laughs> it was, even better. It was during the day. So they weren't taking off, <laughs> but, that, but that was where my mother-in-law, like she swims in, she kind of stands up and a wave hits her, knocks her over and then keeps like rolling her up the beach. <laughs> it was amazing. Nice. I love it. All right, Louie, well, let's get to some stories. Let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from abcnews.go.com. That's a news source more reliable than using a drug-sniffing drug mule. Wait, what? <laughs> you have a drug mule that's trained to sniff out the drugs. Yeah, it just depends on whose hands he's in. <laughs> it's like a double agent. Yeah. <laughs> he's like... The- that mule is constantly alerting on his own anus. <laughs> Story goes, rat who detected landmines in Cambodia dies in retirement. I like how they had to say in retirement. It's like, you shouldn't have to add that. Like, world's oldest person dies in retirement. As Why? if they're still I mean, maybe... outside working in the field at 113 years yeah, old. Maybe they are. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, they maybe never they are. are. That's very retirement-ist. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> All right. So we thought we had done this story previously, uh, and this was going to be an addendum, but apparently we haven't. And so this is sort of a new story for the podcast. And this one was sent in to us by Erica. Yeah, absolutely. So story goes, a landmine detecting rat in Cambodia who received a prestigious award for his life-saving duty has died in retirement. The charity for which he had worked has announced. I always wonder what rat retirement looks like. Is it all cheese and black plague parties? (laughs) I'm curious on what the charity is. It's a charity to help orphan rats who are injured from finding landmines. (laughs) It's it's a charity that sells off landmine debris. I know, right? Magawa, an African giant poached rat, passed away last weekend, said an announcement on the website of Apopo, a Belgium-headquartered nonprofit group. The organization trains rats and dogs to sniff out landmines and tuberculosis. Can you imagine you're, like, taking the rat out for the first time to sniff landmines and it alerts? And you're like, hey, he just alerted. And then the lead trainer's like, sorry, dude, wrong rat. That's the tuberculosis rat. <laughs> got some bad news for you. <laughs> the rat goes up to a person and they're like, I don't know if that person's a landmine or has TB. It's one of the two. I'm so confused. Either way, we have to put it down. Yeah. <laughs> All of us at Apopo are feeling the loss of Magawa, and we are grateful for the incredible work he's done, the announcement said. 
Agawa was born in November 2013 in Tanzania, where Apopo maintains its operational headquarters and training and breeding center. He was sent to Cambodia in 2016. I like how the, the, the eulogy probably reads, he survived by his cousins, Fival, Remy, and Ben. <laughs> I want to go to Cambodia. How does a rat get shipped to Cambodia? I can't even get to Cambodia. <laughs> that rat has more stamps on its passport than I do. <laughs> Definitely has more like medals. Jeez. <laughs> I have so many medals. I've got three fillings. <laughs> <laughs> the death of Magawa was announced a day after three mine removal experts working for another group were killed by an accidental explosion of an anti-tank mine in Cambodia's northern province of Preya Vihir. Almost three decades of civil war that ended in 1998 left Cambodia littered with landmines and other unexploded ordnance that continues to kill and maim. So I like how they're throwing out the, oh, this guy died, he's our hero, but the three rats that died blowing up landmines to save kids' feet, they're like, nope, remain nameless. I think those were people, weren't they people? That died? Oh, they, you're right. It's an expert working for another group. Unless they were expert. Unless, yeah, I, I guess it's unclear <laughs> on exactly what species. I, I like how they don't mourn the humans that <laughs> were out clearing landmines <laughs> for kids. Uh, according to Apopo, Magawa detected more than 100 landmines and other explosives during his five-year career before retiring last year. You know, I think the number's pretty. I think it, I would, I would think the number would be a lot higher. That's like one a month. Yeah, like, it's. I, I I agree. I was like, in five years, he only found a hundred landmines. But I don't know what you know. Maybe these landmines aren't. It's not like a landmine field. Maybe they're just like one across the jungle or something, right? Yeah, but if you can sniff them out, they got the sniffer. That's the thing yeah. is they say like a dog or animals' noses are like a hundred times more sensitive than ours. Ah. Uh -huh. Which also makes me feel really bad that my wife and daughter don't get the full palate of my farts. <laughs> but your dog does. Yes, my dog. My, that's why my dog loves me. That's why I'm the alpha with the dog, but not well, with the wife. <laughs> well, they're saying uh, that they're training dogs to, like, smell out COVID now. Yeah, I saw that somewhere that they can smell out COVID only if you've thrown a, a negative test in the last five days. <laughs> His contribution allows communities in Cambodia to live, work, and play without fear of losing life or limb, said the group. In 2020, the rat also won a gold medal from the Britain-based People's Dispensary for Sick Animals, considered the highest award for gallantry an animal can receive. And he also won the golden hot dog at the Coney Island hot dog eating contest <laughs> on the 4th of July. <laughs> he is Kobayashi's nemesis. <laughs> He's Ratbiashi. African giant poached rats are believed to be especially well-suited for landmine clearance because their small size lets them walk across minefields without triggering the explosives. I think the solution to this is just start breeding smaller children to play on the fields. Exactly. Yeah, just send kids out who are already missing a arm and arm and leg, right? <laughs> Going to even it out. In retirement, in retirement in Cambodia's northwestern province of Siam Reap, Magawa was housed in his usual cage and fed the same food, mostly fresh fruit and vegetables, that sustained him during his active career to keep him trim. He was released for 20 to 30 minutes a day into a larger cage with facilities such as a sandbox and a running wheel. His death at eight 
years of age was not unusual for the species. But it was way unusual for his occupation. I love how his retirement sounds a lot like prison. Yeah, but then if you think about like the old folks home, it's pretty much the same gig. <laughs> we let him 20 to 30 minutes to poop in a sandbox and run on a treadmill. Yeah. He's get some yard time. <laughs> it's pretty much your day at the Sunset Resort. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I like that they gave him like a gold medal like he knows what it is. He's like I like I like to thank my I like to thank Cheese. Uh, without that, I couldn't do what I do. And uh, I'd like to thank my sponsors, Sensodyne and Chuck's Lawn Maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> and F you to Barney's Rodent Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Took seven of my friends last week alone. <laughs> the real enemy. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this, Louie? I think it's great that he lived and saved a bunch of kids. Yeah, man. I mean, that's 100 landmines. That's pretty epic. And I'm glad, uh, you know, we're finding ways to, you, you know, stop, like, fix this problem that exists all over the world. Here's and, what I think uh, is amazing is these are landmines that are like 50 years old, right? Yeah. I've got a car that's eight years old that, like, the battery just died. Like, how is my battery dying? <laughs> but these landmines still work. What we need is rats that can sniff out what's wrong with your car yeah i need a, i need a battery charge sniffing you need rats. some new fuses <laughs> I need a, it's always the fuses too that's the problem <laughs> yeah no it's you know because we've done stories in the past where people have found like world war ii bombs and stuff you know like there's and we lots did one of where a, uh, in germany they found a world war ii bomb that turned out to be a dildo yeah we've i mean that's the thing is like war things are found even all over the place and it's super dangerous, so it's cool that you know we have found w safe ways for. But it sucks that we're putting these animals at risk. But you know, yeah. hey, you, you lived eight years. That's a good run. I feel like you're a rat guy. You own yeah. rats. Uh, they live what three or four years? Couple years, yeah, a few years. That's eight that years for man? a small rat. These rats though are giant. They're the size of a small dog. That's the thing. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, yeah, it's like it was like the Moses of rats, right? Like he's the Methuselah of rats. <laughs> All right, I like it. He parted the mine sea. Is that what you're? <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All okay. Right. All right, I like it. Yep. Weird news part two. This story comes from AlJazeera.com. That's a news source more reliable than using a COVID lockdown to secure your gym locker. <laughs> or a date. Or a relationship. <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this is exactly what this story is. It says, woman stuck at blind date's house after swift COVID lockdown in China. Yeah, but they're not talking about a sudden COVID lockdown. They're talking about Taylor Swift getting the COVID. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Ghosting was not an immediate option for these two. A woman in Zhengzhou went viral after sharing what happened when her date offered to make her dinner just before thousands were rushed into quarantine. That's like my move. I'd be like, hey, come over for dinner. Isn't there a lockdown coming? Uh, it'll be done in time. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he, if he did know, I mean, that's sort of like a crazy ball. I don't know if it's baller or if it's like super creepy. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, ghosting was not an immediate option for these two. A woman in Zheng Zhao went viral last week when she posted videos on the Chinese social media platform WeChat about how she unintentionally got stuck at her blind date's house during a very sudden lockdown, the Shanghai-based outlet The Paper reported, according to Agents France Press. A couple things. First of all, ghosting isn't always an option. If By ghosting, you mean murdering the other person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he became a ghost. His body became a ghost. Exactly. That's going to be like, you in prison for murder? No, I was just ghosting people. I just ghosted people. A shit ton of people. Ghosted 37 people. (laughs) But then the other thing is the Agent France Press is reporting on the paper. So it's like... It's one news agency reporting another news agency's news. It's like me in high school going, hey... For my chemistry test, just see Lisa's paper. Well, yeah, it's right. But it, that goes on throughout the whole uh, article. It's like they reference Huffington Post. They reference the BC. So. Wait, this article? <laughs> the woman identified only by her last name, Wang, explained in a social media post that she had recently traveled to Zheng Zhao ahead of Lunar New Year, the BBC reports. I think you're I- always ahead of Lunar New Year, right? It's like it's always in the future. Lunar New Year? Yeah, I look ahead. I look ahead at the next year. I'm uh, Wait, when is the Lunar New Year? Uh, on the 1st of February. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm getting old now. My family introduced me to 10 matches, Wang told local media per AFP. The fifth date wanted to show off his cooking skills and invited me over to his house for dinner. Whoa, this lady is all oh, she's baller dude she's like she's, she's she went out all 10 dates yeah she only made it to five then she isn't there a out. movie with that keith ledger and something like 10 perfect dates or something like that <laughs> yeah. 10 perfect matches with keith ledger my favorite actor <laughs> oh heath ledger heath ledger <laughs> it's, it's heath's brother <laughs> unfortunately during it's the like, meal, it's like going to see a bill murray movie but it's a brian doyle murphy movie and you're like <laughs> wait who is that his actual brother yeah Oh, Oh, interesting. Unfortunately, during the meal, she discovered that her date's community had gone into very sudden and swift quarantine due to a surge of COVID-19 cases. She told local outlets Sunday that she had been stuck at her date's house for four days, according to the BBC. But like, that's how you re well, a, it's probably not going well. Like his cooking was probably garbage. (laughs) She's like, now I got to eat this crap for four days. Well, she references that later in the actual article. So she says, uh, and for those who are wondering if this unique situation has blossomed into a meat cute, let's just say you may want to check out a Hallmark movie to get that fix. Oh. One of Wang's videos made its way to Du Yin, Chinese domestic version of TikTok, where she expressed her true feelings about the situation. Wait a minute, wait a minute. China, who owns TikTok, doesn't even use TikTok. They have their own version. Uh, maybe it's a different version. Maybe they have both. I wonder if they have better TikTok. Now I want to use Ding Yu. Well, I think like, you know, in, because in China, you're not allowed to use, there's no Facebook and there's no, I think there's like no YouTube. I don't forget what it is, but like no there's Google. Not, yeah, there's like, and same with, uh, so Amazon has issues with China because when you do business in China, they require to know all your sort of like codes and how, how everything's made to do business there. And so yeah. it's like this crazy, um, a lot of businesses won't do business there because they don't want to give up their sort of intellectual property. Mm-hmm. 
Because we don't know each other very well, it was not so convenient for me to live at this home. I felt a bit embarrassed, she says in the video, according to HuffPost translation. She's like, I'm so She's like, I haven't pooped in four days. I don't want to gross him out. We just started dating. <laughs> His other date is here too. <laughs> yes. She's like, she's having virtual dates with the other five guys left on her list. She also gave more details about her uh, chemistry with her date to the paper per AFP. Besides the fact that he's as mute as a wooden mannequin, everything else about him is pretty good, Wang said before adding. Despite his food being mediocre, he's still willing to cook, which I think is great. <laughs> it's like, despite his food tasting like crap, he, he gets an A for effort, though. I love how she's like, like she's more willing to ha eat mediocre food than she is to actually prepare the meal herself. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, I really hate cooking, so. China has a zero COVID-19 policy, meaning that prompt lockdowns are routinely imposed in communities when cases of the virus are detected. In late December, the country placed 13 million residents of the northern city of Xi'an in lockdown following a wave of coronavirus cases. It is unclear if Wang is still stuck on what might be the longest and most awkward first date of her life because she has since removed most of her posts about it from social media. Yeah, she's like, me and the dude, we're getting along now. He's really sensitive about his cooking, so I had to pull those to not hurt his feelings anymore. Yeah, I don't want him to know that I disdain him or called him a wooden mannequin. <laughs> I love how she's just railing on the dude who's, like, taking care of her. But then it turns out she's actually insane. It's like a beautiful mind scenario where it actually is a wooden mannequin she's having a date with. <laughs> Wang explained in a video online that she removed her posts about her never-ending date because they received too much attention from the media, causing friends and others to reach out to her date. And I think this has definitely affected his life, she said. Per Isn't that AFP. the whole... That's the whole reason you put stuff out on the interwebs, on the social media, is for people to see. Yeah. Or maybe she just put it for her friends to see or something. I don't know. But I guess and then someone knocked people, her out to the Yeah, paper. I guess if other people are seeing it, it must be public, right? Yeah. As for Wang, however, it seems like she may have enjoyed the social media response. Thanks, everyone, to your... Thanks, everyone, for your attention, she said online. I hope the outbreak ends soon and that my single sisters also find a relationship soon now is she thrown out like is that the the world's single sisters or her literal single sisters maybe her literal single sisters i mean but so if she's saying that they hope they find a relationship soon does that mean she's now in a relationship with a mediocre cooking mannequin yeah maybe they're to get it's like the best story yeah i don't know man it's uh it's a little wild it's super uncomfortable but i mean for me like even if i wasn't into the person I mean, you can still, like, be friendly and have a good time, right? Like, you know, I mean, Dude. but the guy, I guess the guy doesn't talk or isn't any fun. I imagine that would be difficult. But, you know, I was stuck on a mediocre six-hour flight back to Seattle from, from Washington, D.C., stuck to a guy that didn't say a single word, and I had mediocre pork chop in first class. I didn't tweet about it. Uh, yeah, well, six hours is very different than five days. It felt like, like five days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it's kind of wild. You know, the dating scene in China is crazy. Like I told you in other podcasts that in Shanghai, I went to the dating market. Oh yeah. Where it's like people's parents go and set up a table and then they sort of like sell, you know, like collect other single people's, uh, sort of credentials and numbers to sort of pass on to their 
their kid. It's sort of like wild. So you go through this market and there's, and there's agencies that have pictures of all these people with like their stats and, um, this guy's great. This guy's great for a five day lockdown. <laughs> this guy's mediocre cook. <laughs> Do you like mediocre food and not a lot of conversation? Hit me up. This guy's amazing. I don't know. So what do you think, Louie? I mean, I hope she got out of there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a good, it makes for a good story, honestly. Yeah. It sucks now, but it's a great story later and you'll, something you'll remember and you'll probably laugh about. Um, and who knows, maybe the guy turns around and turns out to be awesome. Yeah. Maybe he does. Maybe he's, <laughs> and that guy was the guy who invented the polio vaccine. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening and lending us your ears. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? This week, I'm from the 18th to the 19th, I'll be in Reno kicking it. So if you want to come down to Reno and kick it with me, just shoot me a note. And then on the 21st, I'll be banging out a couple local shows. And on the 22nd, I will be celebrating my mother-in-law who got rolled up the beach at St. Martin's birthday. <laughs> Are you going to take her to a wave pool and recreate the vacation? Yes. And then uh, on the 24th, which uh, is Monday, it's the last day for Ella to drop college classes for this quarter. So we'll see what she's failing out of. Uh, It's a good time. Nice, man. (laughs) Where can they catch you? You can catch me doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Hanging out on the beach of St. Martin and doing shows on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at the Sunsetta resort and uh that's uh yeah it's an all-inclusive resort free booze free food Uh, now which way does it face does the beach face east or west i don't know man because it's got to face west if it's going to be the sunsetta yeah it is actually you are correct it does face west because the sun does set right off the uh, right off the beach here and every night Every, every night man, it happens. It happens. It doesn't happen a lot of places every night, but here on St. Martin, every night in, in the North Pole and Antarctica, two places. It doesn't happen. Yeah, and uh, when I landed, I like screwed the name of the resort up. I was like, "Where they?" They were like, "Where are you staying?" I'm like, "I'm staying at the Sunsetta," and they're like, "It's not never heard of that place." I'm like, "Uh, it's." And they're like, it's Sanesta. I'm like, oh, whatever, dude. Like, I I always cracks me up when you travel. You're like, I'm looking for the whatever place, you know, but and the name is close. You're like, oh, I'm looking for the Hiltoner Inn. Like, oh, I never heard of it. Oh, you mean the Hilton? Yeah. It was it was just sort of like, really, you're not going to help? You're just going to laugh at me? Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But yeah, come on out, man. And you should come if you get if you get some free time, Louie. This is awesome. And uh, other than that, folks, you can sign up to be a Patreon contributor. And you can do that by clicking on our website on the Patreon button. Yes. And you can become a contributor for as little as $3 a month. It's a little as three bucks. That's right. That's less than it costs to sponsor a child for the day. Absolutely. And also, you can... You can get such perks as postcards from the road, and you can look into Matt's ring camera. 
Pretty much. And also, you can check out, we have our other podcast, which is also another free podcast, the Moisture Festival Podcast, where we do long-form interviews with a variety of entertainers. And this uh, next one is uh, Steve Hamilton. So you get to hear even more Steve Hamilton interviews. You get to hear about his life and his career and uh, him performing at the Moisture Festival. It'll be amazing. Yeah, so check that out uh, wherever you get podcasts at. Wherever you got this podcast at, you can get the Moisture Festival podcast. Other than that, folks, we hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.